Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear. And uh, a lot to talk about. Not necessarily good. <laughs> um, Arizona lost to Oregon again. Uh, key being again, because at this point, um, for whatever reason, uh, Arizona can't beat Oregon. And I think watching the first game and the second game, uh, I didn't come away from the series this season thinking Oregon is better than Arizona. I just thought that Oregon Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Was more mature than Arizona, I think. Gritty, maybe. I hate using that word to describe basketball teams, but uh, I think it fits here. Where... At the end of the day, there's players that want to take the big shot, that embrace the big shot, that are veterans, and that is oftentimes the difference in basketball games and college basketball, and with Arizona, that was the difference in, in both games. It was Will Richardson in the first meeting, um, in the second meeting, it was Shakur Houston and Peyton Pritchard, and it's, it's the older guys. Um, you take a look at the game overall, and it comes down to free throws. Um, you know, Sean Miller, after the game, discussed uh, not being able to grab the rebounds and, um, you know, going up with two hands, getting it above the rim, uh, going up, grabbing it, coming down with it, getting fouled, etc., which I'm assuming is more in relation to the last play in which Justin was able to score with one second left in overtime. Uh, Christian Coloco and Jamal Baker were in the area. Neither of them came close um, to getting the rebound, and it was a pretty easy rebound. Pretty easy rebound to get, and I just think that overall, uh, you know, when you're the head coach, you got to point to, to certain things, and you see certain things throughout a game. Uh, but the reality is, um, there's more than a, a few moments in this game why Arizona lost, but. Fans are going to look to the free throw aspect, and, and rightfully so. Uh, I mean, a major D1 team that is, in reality, guard-heavy um, with Green, Mannion, Baker, Smith, etc. should not be going 10 of 21 from the free throw line. Uh, it, it is unacceptable. There is no excuse. Um, yes, free throw shooting becomes mental. Uh, but the reality of the situation is if you have a D1 scholarship, you need to be shooting better uh, than 10 of 21 from the line or whatever. I mean, Arizona could have shot 60% from the free throw line and it would have won the game by two possessions, it, it, which is just ridiculous uh, to, to think about. And yeah, you feel bad for, for Christian Coloco and, and Josh Green, but I mean, this is what you sign up for. And, and I think that Sean Miller's quote at the end, uh, and the post-game presser was, you know, eventually you got to deliver. I mean, you come to Arizona for those moments. And eventually the moral victories needs to stop. The We learned from this, like Stone Gettings said, we learned from this. And I'm not picking on Stone Gettings. I, I thought he played 
well. And there's a lot of other guys you could point the finger to than Stone Gettings. But, I mean, every time Arizona loses one of these games, it's this is what we learned. Well, at this point, Arizona should have the smartest team in the country because it keeps learning, but it's not winning. Uh, And, you know, losing to Oregon isn't a big deal in the grand scheme of things because Oregon is a, a good team. It was a, a hard game. I thought Arizona, for the most part, I mean, the free throws, it's hard to take them away. But if you take away the free throws, uh, one of Arizona's better, if not best, defensive efforts of the season. Uh, I know people will disagree with that because of what Peyton Pritchard did. But when you're holding Duarte and, and Richardson to six points total, that's a good defensive effort. And I thought that Dylan Smith, a guy that I'm always hard on, um, he deserves a ton of credit for what he did defensively. Uh, Sean Miller changed the strategy to face guard Pritchard, which is extremely difficult to do because of his speed and aggressiveness to the basket. He's really hard to double team, which is why Pac-12 teams don't do it because of that speed and aggressiveness coming up uh, to half court. And, and sometimes you just got to kind of tip your hat to a guy and say, hey, He's a really damn good basketball player, and I think that's kind of the performance that Pritchard was able to put together. Arizona tried to slow him down. Arizona did slow down the other guys, um, and over time, it wasn't even Pritchard. He was scoreless. It was Shakur Justin uh, and, and Arizona's interior defense, and, and really, Arizona's rebounding was not good enough in overtime to win that game. I, that game was lost in overtime besides the free throw shooting, but it was lost in overtime on the glass. The effort just wasn't there, and uh, in terms of going back to the whole moral victory thing, uh, it, this team, it, for, for whatever reason, and I, and I have a good idea of what that reason is, and I'll get to it in a sec, but Arizona can't seem to win these type of games. And I think that what we're seeing is a major gap between a veteran and Peyton Pritchard who says, give me the ball, I'm going to go 8 for 8 on the line, and I am not missing the free throws at the end of the game. Um, you know, it, it's not happening. You see Shakur Justin, who's really not that good, but he's a uh, fifth-year, feels like 10th-year senior, saying, hey, I'm going to step up in overtime. I'm that guy. Give me the ball. I've been here before. Now, Arizona, it is clear, and the problem is it is, you know, late February, there's no leader on this team. Um, there may be guys, and, and Sean Miller's of the belief, that your best players are your leaders, which is fine. But the best players are guys that are not stepping up at the end of games. Dylan Smith has missed too many crucial free throws. Nico Mannion, you could go back to him going one of three at the line. Uh, Josh Green, obviously, those missed free throws. And, yeah, I know he bumped his head and all that. But, you know, go. it's hard to ask a kid to go out of the game. But if you're in the game, you're taking the free throws and you miss, you miss. I mean, you can't say what if or he shouldn't have or I feel, you know, you miss the free throws. Um, it's... Guys that are, I, I don't want to say they're scared of the moment because I don't believe that. I, I, I know that the argument for Josh Green is that he's scared of the moment because he's passed up a few big shots at the end of games like ASU and etc. I don't think they're scared of the moment. I think their mentality is different than a guy like Peyton Pritchard who says, this this is over. Like, I got the ball, this is over. The Remy Martin, the Peyton Pritchard, the McKinley Wrights, the veterans. That's what it comes down to. The guys where you look around the country, and if you were to ask every team who they want at the line or who they want to have the ball at the end of the game, they, would, they wouldn't pick a freshman. Most teams would not pick a freshman. The top teams in the country wouldn't pick a freshman. Arizona has no choice 
but to pick a freshman. Um, no offense to Dylan Smith, but Arizona really in, has no choice. And you could blame Sean Miller for the roster construction and, and all that. And, and I completely get it where, you know, if, if we're talking about how freshmen shouldn't have the ball at the end of games, well, hey, I mean, Arizona starting three freshmen. Um, it, it's a situation where it's kind of a slippery slope. I think Roy Williams does a great job of, and it's a known thing. I don't think I'm picking on him here, but he basically guilts players into staying. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really amazing, and he's able to do it. Uh, Coach K is very good at making his role players happy while bringing in guys like Vernon Carey um, and finding these really good players that are able to come back another year because their NBA stock isn't great. Um, if... Nico Mannion and Zeke and Josh Green played for Duke. I don't know if they would all, uh, you know, go to the NBA. I have no idea. They very well could have. I don't know what these coaches do to get guys back. Um, I don't know if it starts in high school. I, it does start in high school, I should say. I think most of it starts in high school and the people around the kids saying, hey, you're just going to college because you have to. Um, but there is no argument. I mean, these three kids would be significantly better next season if they came back and Arizona would be a much better team. Arizona would be a preseason top 10 team if these guys came back. But the way the world works now is they're, they're probably not coming back. Could they? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I, I think Nico's gone. I, I, I think maybe Zeke and Josh are a little more up in the air, but you would assume they're all gone. I, that's been the whisper throughout the entire season. They may look at the end of the season and get some feedback and change their mind, but I think Arizona's under the impression that they're all probably going to the NBA. Um, but you never know. I mean, crazier things have happened, uh, I suppose. But uh, with that being said, in this day and age, it's immediate results. And that's what fans want. That's what administration wants. And yes, you could make the argument that the results aren't there. I'm not arguing about this season. I find it to be a waste of time because the reality of the situation is Arizona could be whatever they are, 20, you know, 7 and 0 right now, top of the world, win the conference and lose in the first weekend. And no one gives a crap that they were undefeated during the regular season. The way college basketball is now, People care about the tournament. You can make a very legitimate case, in my opinion, that it is more difficult to win your conference and it is more meaningful um, in, the, in, in the sense where it's a much longer season, there's bigger obstacles, etc., than you play one bad game and you're out and that's how we determine the best team in the country. Um, you know, teams get hot, like Loyola Chicago. Great story. Made a final. Ain't nobody picking Loyola Chicago as a top five team in college basketball that season. But that's how we view things. And we view the coaches that make Final Fours, etc., and that type of stuff as being the better coaches. Despite the fact where, you know, uh, I think Scott Drew is a great coach, right? Great season he's having. Everyone knows that Baylor, in my opinion, top three team in the country. But like uh, Mark Titus tweeted the other day, Scott Drew's never won his conference. And never, you know, gone past a certain point. Like, he, it's not as if... Um, you know, it, it's 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 what have you done for me lately? That's what college basketball is. Um, it is what are you doing this season? You're not doing it this season. You're not good enough for me. Right? You take a look at Baylor. They lost in the second round last year. NIT the year before that. Sweet 16, first round, first round, Sweet 16, NIT. That's right. If if Sean Miller had that, 
with the NIT, and and he, it's I get it, you know, I I get it, but it's to me, it's 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 what have you done for me lately? And the tournament is the focus now. And the reality is, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Feel free to disagree with me on the message board. Arizona could run the table during the regular season. And if they lost in the first weekend, nobody would give a crap what they did in the regular season. And so that's why right now, when Arizona loses a game in the regular season, it's hard to get upset. Like, that's just where I am mentally. To me, it's, let's, cool. Let's play, you know, Arizona's playing for a seed. It's in the tournament unless something insane happens. It's in the tournament. It's playing for a seed. Get back to me a month from now. If Arizona loses in the first weekend, yeah, it's a disappointing season. No doubt about it. Blame whoever you want. If it makes the second weekend as a team that was finished to, to pick, you know, pick to finish fourth in the Pac-12, there's going to be arguments they should do better and all that, but it's probably a, a generally successful season. Because if Arizona makes a Sweet 16 or an Elite 8, no one cares that Arizona finished 4th in the Pac-12 or 3rd or whatever it's going to finish. That's just how college basketball is. Um, and, and I know that's a little bit of a, a somewhat off-topic rant, but I, I just I, I don't get I, I get it as a fan. I get the ups and downs during the regular season, but I think overall a fan's focus, while there are ups and downs and week to week and game to game, I mean, I, I tweeted earlier, the worst part of my job is the time in between a loss and the next win because people overreact. Not just Arizona fans, fans in general go absolutely nuts. I watched the Oregon game this afternoon again. I thought Sean Miller coached a heck of a game. Um, I, th- I thought the game was lost on free throws. I thought the play at the end with Manny and Green was fantastic. The play in Coloco, uh, the only question I have on that is the offense-defense because I think if, if Zeke's in, looking at it again, he can make that play. He maybe even scores the bucket, and I have more faith in him um, in shooting the free throws. So I, I do think that you could uh, put some criticism there. But Arizona guarded. Uh, their defense was, in, in terms of overall defense, I know Pritchard got his, they guarded well. Could there be adjustments? Does it go back to the coaching? Yeah, I, I've never been a guy to blame coaches. I usually go back to players unless it's just pure blatant, man, this coach just sucks. And, and I know I've mentioned a couple names before, but um, like you look at UCLA, I use them as an example. Uh, UCLA is loaded. People don't realize it. UCLA, that roster has tons of talent. One of the more talented teams in the conference. I mean, you take a look at their overall uh, roster right now and, and, you know, pulling up their their roster, uh, you know, 2019 commits, um, you, you just you, you kind of take a look at everything. Uh, Jamie Hawkes, four-star commit. All right, so right there, that's one four-star. You take a look at their 2018 class. Uh, you know, Sharif was a four-star. Jules Bernard was a four-star. David Singleton was a four-star. Tiger, Tiger Campbell uh, was a four-star. Uh, you know, you take a look at 2017. Uh, Cody Riley was a four-star. Jalen Hill was a four-star. Uh, Chris Smith was a top 150 player. These aren't bad players, but it goes back to what I said just now about coaching. Steve Alford is a crap coach. He was a crap coach when UCLA hired him. Shout out to him, though, because he got hired at Nevada. Fantastic move by him. But the difference between UCLA isn't talent. The talent is the same. The difference is that Mick Cronin is a significantly better coach than Steve Alford. And if you think there's a significantly better coach than Sean Miller, so be it. That's fine. Um, But what I'm saying is, in my opinion, I usually defer to the players. Like, I don't think a coach all of a sudden gets better. 
Um, I think Bobby Hurley has done fine at ASU, but it, it, you know, it, he's got that veteran team. And you take a look at ASU, and people say, oh, ASU is catching up to Arizona. No, it's not. The difference is that what happens is eventually you keep these veterans, and are you worth? Are, are you willing to go through the struggle? And, and that brings me to one of my points: is that if Arizona fans want Sean Miller to recruit more guys that'll stick around, I completely get it. But are you willing to sit with the mediocre recruiting rankings and maybe the struggles in the first two years? Like, are you willing to go and and be eliminated in Dayton? the first two years, and then the third year win the conference and make a run towards the Sweet 16. My guess, knowing from what I know from the message boards, is no. I mean, people would want him fired in those two years. And I think that goes for most teams. And it it really, the way that the college basketball system is lined up, it is a very difficult situation for coaches. Um, It is, do I go out and get these five-star guys, and uh, how do I build my roster? Roster construction has become... So difficult, in my opinion, for all college coaches. There's guys that clearly do a very good job at it. Um, Scott Drew's done a very nice job of it this season. Dana Altman, generally speaking, uh, does a good job of it. Jay Wright does a good job of it. But like Jay Wright, you know, you you take a look. Yeah, he's he has the national title, um, but are you willing to wait? And, and obviously, I think all Arizona fans would would wait for a national title. Um, but I think more more to my point. It's the years where, like, you know, he had a year where uh, second round, first round, no tournament, first round, second round, second round, national title. And if you don't know that national title's coming, what would happen if, you know, you didn't make it out of the first weekend five years in a row, right? And and so, uh, to me, most teams would say, man, this coach didn't make it five years in a row. We got to look at firing him. But because Jay Wright has that Villanova connection, Villanova will never fire Jay Wright. But if you say at five years, a coach misses the tournament and can't make it out of the first weekend, and, and there's people that are going to want to fire their coach. And, and that's the reality of, of college basketball. And it is a very difficult job for any coach. This isn't a Sean Miller conversation. I know people accuse me of making excuses. It, this, this is a college basketball conversation. It is the way that the sport has grown. It is the what college basketball has become. It is the difficulty in weighing roster construction, and it is it is not easy. You you can go get those players, you know, like uh, like a Max Hazard, and and hope that they're better. Uh, I, I think that if you look at the roster, Arizona did the smart thing by going out and get Jamal Baker. The, the more seasoned guys like Max Hazard and Stone Gettings. Uh, I, I said before that I think Arizona, Sean Miller, and, and the coaching staff overrated, and me included, overrated Max Hazard and Jamal Baker. Neither has been really an impact player. Uh, Hazard is a very good shooter, in, in my opinion, uh, but the problem is he can't defend long enough to stay on the court. And, and so you got to say, look, you know, he can shoot, but he's going to score three and give up three, so what's the point? Uh, Jamal Baker has been extremely disappointing, and I realize that he didn't play basketball for a while, but um, I, I think his, his IQ at times um, isn't there. Against Oregon, he took that jumper in, in transition from the free throw line that missed, and, and you kind of said to yourself, man, that, those are turnovers against teams like Oregon. And, and against Oregon, 
you know, Arizona had 14 turnovers. You take away bad shots, it had more than 14 turnovers. You, I mean, you could probably count it as 25. They probably took 10 bad shots. And if Oregon gets the rebound or there's a turnover, it's a turnover. So overall, kind of winding back to Arizona, it's difficult with this team right now. Because how much do we read into a one-point loss? I think the one thing that we can say with absolute certainty right now is that Arizona needs someone to step up, say, give me the damn ball, and let me close out the game. I don't know who that is. I'm not sure he's on the roster. And that is a major, major problem. Um, So it's, you know, do I look at other areas of the game with Oregon? Not really. I thought Arizona defended well. I think the offensive lulls are are becoming a a pattern. Uh, You know, you could say that Sean Miller slows it down. I get that argument. You could say it's Nico. I get that argument. Um, I get other arguments. I I get them all because at the end of the day, there's, they have to stop. You know, the offensive lulls has to stop and and, um, it's going to cost Arizona more basketball games. But overall, it's just, it's a difficult team to predict i mean would anybody be surprised if arizona went out and swept la or would anybody be surprised if arizona went out and got swept in la um it's just that's arizona i've been saying it all year in the ncaa tournament i don't even think you could say oh arizona's not going to do this or that nope it's going to be all matchups with arizona if arizona faces more of a finesse team it can very well beat them if arizona faces a really physical big east type of team it's going to have difficulty uh, that's just the way it is. And Arizona, when they're playing their best basketball, like if they make free throws last night, you're feeling good. Arizona beat Oregon. You're saying, man, Arizona's really good. And that's the difference between saying this guy can coach and this guy can't coach, and Arizona's good and Arizona can't close. The difference was at the free throw line. Uh, that's it for me. I can watch that game 10 more times, and it wouldn't matter. The, the difference of the game was at the free throw line. Uh, Arizona has a big week. We will uh, we'll do another podcast taking a look at everything. Uh, the Pac-12 is a complete disaster, but once again, there will be more clarity this week with UCLA uh, and USC facing the, the Arizona schools. Um, it, it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> well, it depends, I guess, on your definition of fun. But um, th- that's kind of just my general overall thoughts on, on Arizona and college basketball uh, as a whole, a little bit of a rant, but... Once again, I, uh, I thank you for joining me. My name is Jason Shear. I'm a senior editor of Wildcat Authority, and that was the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.